Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. It is a dimly lit room. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Zero minutes. That's how much time I have for 60 minutes for the rest of my life. Wow. Dead to me. Dead to me. Smash that stopwatch with a hammer. 60 minutes is dead. I assume you'll explain why later. Absolutely. With relish. So or have some mustard. We were off yesterday, so we have to catch up on news from then. That's kind of a holiday you know a lot of companies make it a holiday um a lot of parts of the country not a lot going on on monday anyway day after easter so we took it off and we got to catch up on all the news so there's the george floyd trial there's what's going on with covid as it's uh coming back kind of hard in a few states um there's the canceling of the all-star game in georgia and moving it to a different state for dumb reasons that we need to talk about Sure, and the hatchet job on 60 Minutes going after Ron DeSantis of Florida. Utterly inexcusable yellow journalism. So we'll get into all that stuff. I have been sick since I got my COVID vaccine. Really? I have no idea if they're related or not. Um, uh, I don't know how I would know, but I have been sick since then. I actually had a vacation trip planned with the kids. And... uh Made it a couple hours, so not even that long. Made it about an hour driving and told them, I hate to do this, but I just, we got to go back home. I cannot do this. Wow. What are your symptoms, sir? Um, just overall feeling bad. Yeah. Just kind of general bad. And the, and my mouth is just so sore. All of my mouth. Wow. I have no idea, but I, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Now, you know, the headache, the fatigue, the, uh, you know, just a generally fluey feeling, I think, is, you know, semi-common among those who get the shot. But yeah. uh, although reactions of any significance to the first shot are pretty rare. Well, I know, I know. So that's why I assume it's not that. I don't yeah. you know, I'm, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just sick of something else. I don't think I got the COVID. I did get a COVID test yesterday, just in case. But mm. there's not much COVID where I live. It'd be hard to catch. Yeah, yeah. When are you getting, uh, get results from that? Uh, today. Okay. It's a dang shame, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it is a drag. Um, I'm kind of surprised I didn't get my results already. I don't, you know, testing's way down across the country. So, uh, places where cases are way up, in some cases, testing is way down. So the fact that the cases are up is, is, is doubly problematic. Mm. But, um, like the county I live, so I've gotten four COVID tests where I live. And all four times, I was the only person there. I was the only person in the parking lot. I was the only person (laughs) that went through the whole line. And I was the only person that went into this giant room full of people. And there's got to be 50, 75 (laughs) employees, all making, from what I've been told, $18 an hour of taxpayer money. Holy cow. What are they, playing cards or what? Looking at their cell phones? Looking at their cell phones. I mean, there's nothing to do. If you wow. if you want to make an appointment, you can go on, and every every five minutes there's an appointment all day long. But you can pick any slot because nobody's there's nobody there. Wow. And I just you know so I mentioned that to a couple of people, and they said I think it's fantastic. You know, it's good that we're testing. Yeah, I suppose, but there's I don't know supply and demand. I don't know. Uh. At no point has there been much demand. So it is you know it's taxpayer money. I don't know. 
You'd think they could rein it back in fairly quickly. I don't know how many... Complete like a demand. So I don't know how many places in the country are doing this. There are places in the country where they're testing a lot less. Maybe they're testing less than they should. But I don't know. I just found that interesting. Um, Really a rough day for uh, Officer Chauvin yesterday in the trial. As Joe Joe always points out, you know, it's supposed to be a rough day when the prosecution is getting their turn. Yeah. But If, if you don't think he's guilty when the prosecution is done with their case, it's over. Oh, really? But if you do think he's guilty when the prosecution is done with their case, that's fine. It, it's, a, you know, one-third to two-thirds chance you're going to change your mind. Even with the, um, because the prosecution doesn't just get to stay, stand up and say anything they want and then they're done. Uh, no. The, uh, the defense gets their say also. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. The prosecution will build the state's case. And you think, wow, that dirty son of a gun, he deserves a, a stripey hole. No, I just mean and the defense gets their say even while the prosecution's doing their thing. Yeah, the cross-examination, although there's only so much you can do with the other side's witnesses. Sometimes you can blow a hole in them. Absolutely true. But the... Chauvin, but not necessarily. Chauvin's boss taking the stand yesterday and basically, basically saying there was nothing about the way he was handling that that was correct. Yes. It was pretty rough. Yeah. Devastating. I don't know how you recover from that, really. Uh, unless you find another police chief of the same force to say, oh, it was perfect. It was great. Create reasonable doubt. But that person doesn't exist. So the the chief in that, you know, Chauvin's boss and the highest ranking cop in that force all said there was nothing about that that was proper. Well, then the head of training, which so, was devastating as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they make a comeback from that. Well, I and I'm not sure they should. I think it was utterly out of control what he was doing. I was swayed by a piece that was talking about the drug use and the uh, excited delirium and how that kills people and frequently causes heart attacks. And you know, I was I was uh, I was pulled too far that side. I'll admit it frankly. Having been watching chunks of the trial and listening to the prosecution's case, um, I suspect he's going to get convicted of something. Well, the, the you know the his boss said yesterday what we've all kind of thought ourselves: when the guy is completely motionless beneath your knee, you got to get off him and check him. Yes, yeah, without question, without question. Uh, on a lighter note, the one trial I was involved in, in as a juror. Uh, the prosecution made a great case. It was a domestic violence thing, and uh, and I was sitting there thinking, wow, this this guy, uh, he dragged this woman around the apartment. He he pushed her around. He roughed her up. That's uh, that's uh, domestic abuse, though her injuries were practically non-existent. Then the defense came up, and in their cases, she lies about everything, and her <laughs> oh. her brother testified. She lies about everything. Her mom was called to the stand. Oh, she's a congenital liar. You can't wow. believe a word. She, she says, then the, the boyfriend gets up and said, I would never hurt a woman. And she lies about everything. She, oh, my God, what a mistake it was to get in a relationship with this lying drama queen. And we just sent him home. Wow, the mom and brother. Yeah, that was, that was what you call powerful testimony. Wow. Yeah. My daughter couldn't tell the truth if you spotted her the first, I don't know, something or other. <laughs> Anyway, we'll catch up on all the news. Joe was pretty worked up over the moving the All-Star game. Still am. Okay. Still am. I, I, I jabbed myself with sharp objects all weekend long just to stay feisty. Mm, that's weird. Uh, it, let's introduce everybody in the squad. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. Uh, there's our board operator, technical director, we call him now, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, looking frantic. Are we having problems? Uh, yeah, we, we, we're, we're working on it. No problem, guys. But I had a good Easter. I got $56 in the uh, Easter egg hunt. <laughs> That's what Easter's all about. <laughs> yeah, so. oh, I did okay. I did pretty well. I came in like third. Christ is risen, and he brought $56 with him, indeed. And that was third? Jeez. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was third. So it's a I, lucrative Easter egg hunt, huh, Sean? Yeah, it was. <laughs> so I saw this supposedly controversial cartoon about Easter and Jesus that made the rounds. I actually thought it was kind of funny. Hmm. It just said, uh, Jesus uncanceled on Sunday. Huh. The Romans it's tried a, to cancel him. He is yeah. uncanceled on Sunday. Yeah, it was tad light, but I get it. Um, there. Are we all muted? There we go. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. I uh, had a, well, let me just share these two uh, different baseball moments, and I will uh, inform you what connects them both. Here is, uh, here's the first one. The first one is a pitch. Oh, uh. 2-2-D. Two, two, ah. 101. So uh, hit 101 on the on the old fastball there on the radar gun. I believe Ooh. at the time that was the fastest pitch thrown this year in the bigs. Uh, later on in the very same game, this is an at-bat. First pitch swinging. Oh, and first pitch crushing! Oh, man! Lean into it! So the thing that makes that special is those were both performed by the very same player. That is oh, Shohei wow. Otani who was pitching oh, and batting right. second for the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and California of America. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, uh, that is unbelievable. Wow. The way yeah. that the, the, the ball just launched off it and the fact that he's got a rocket. I don't know. I haven't watched baseball in a long time, but that jumped out to me as something special. Yeah, that's, that's cool. a shame baseball's dead to me just as this is happening. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, April 6th. Uncanceled. You see what that... No. The year 2021, we're Armstrong. You get in, we approve of this program. All right, let's begin seeking out the truth and watching croquet, because that's all that's left, <laughs> precisely, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Just before we came on the air, Donald Trump's statement, Happy Easter to all, including the radical left crazies who rigged our presidential election and want to destroy our country. <laughs> See? He's bringing us together. There you go. Chris Christie's very point, though, from Sunday, which we're going to play. Biden promised to bring us together, then started lying to start a race war. So how is that bringing us together? Excellent point from Chris Christie. And uh, I don't think that's hyperbolic. It's not. So we'll get into that more coming up. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very, very nice. I worked on it all weekend between poking myself. Yeah, it's amazing how you can take one day off and we got so much to catch up on. Uh, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't know what starts spring for you, whether it's uh, actually March 21st. It means the uh, beginning of spring, but uh, certainly everybody's on board with spring after Easter. Definitely spring. Indeed. There's some troubling COVID numbers out there we'll hit you with coming up, but... Um, only a third of people in America now are concerned about getting COVID or scared of getting COVID. Uh, it's the lowest number since the whole thing started. You know, it's funny. Perceptions about COVID run from just uh, all ends of the range. CNN is still fully invested in fear mongering. 
I'm checking the Wall Street Journal. It's much more even-handed and then just trying to uh, figure things out. Uh, I'm not the least bit worried about it for myself, having gotten one of the shots and about to get the second. Um, and I heard some absolutely heartbreaking stories over the weekend from personal friends about uh, relatives of theirs um, who are in utter COVID fear prison. Hmm. No, you can't hug your grand, uh, your new grandbaby. No, you can't come over and visit. And these are healthy young people who are just utterly consumed with fear. Yeah, I know um, a few people like that. Yeah, so it's, 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 these are odd times, my friends. I don't know if you've noticed. The almost 40,000 people to watch the Rangers game yesterday didn't seem to be too worried about it. No, no, they weren't. Biggest crowd in a year anywhere, pretty much on Earth. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Moving along, mailbag. Our freedom-loving quote of the day, in fact, a series of them this week. Won't that be exciting? From Marie-Joseph Paul Yves Roche-Gilbert du Moltier, Marquis de Lafayette. Known in the United States as Marquis de Lafayette, which saves about ten minutes every yeah. time you refer to him. a long name. How many names is enough there, Lafayette? This is a beautiful quote right at the end of the Revolutionary War. Of course, he was the French aristocrat and general who came over to help the United States during our Revolutionary War. Perhaps you remember that from history class. At the end of the war, he said, humanity has won its battle. It'd be good if I said the right word. <laughs> humanity did not win any batter. Humanity, if it needed batter, can just make more batter. Hey, batter, batter. <laughs> humanity has lost its battle. Liberty now has a country. That's a beautiful thing. And we're trying to give it away. <laughs> oh, he's spinning in his grave like a black and decker grill. A drill. Not grill. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. I'm just going to take today off, too. <laughs> if it's okay with everybody, I'm just going to go ahead and make it a four-day weekend. Oh, my God. All right. Moving along to the correspondence proper. Phoenix Steve writes, strike two for MLB, Major League Baseball. I've yet to hear how the new Georgia voter integrity bill is suppressing votes. Delta, Coke, Home Depot, MLB have come out against it, but I've not seen how they think it's voter suppression. Try picking up will call tickets or fly Delta without an ID. Is that fan suppression, traveler suppression? Now you hear calls from the left to boycott these companies since they did not fight the bill before it was passed. LOL, they can't win. I've asked my progressive Facebook friends, the few that are left, how this is damaging the ability to vote. Not one response. Uh, it would be funny if they ended up boycotted from both sides. I know boycotts rarely work, but the fear of one seems to drive corporate decisions lately. Anyway, MLB, guard the plate. I'd hate to have you follow the path of the NBA. Uh, nice. Uh, man, we've got to get to some of Marco Rubio's scathing commentary on Major League Baseball. Man, is he going for it. Uh, I think he's trying to stake out a, a spot as the defender of uh, people who can't stand this sort of thing, you know? Uh, maybe not grabbing the, the baton from Trump, but uh, one of Trump's batons. Here's Chuck from beautiful Vancouver. Guys, ads are running nonstop on TV for money, asking for money for schools. Are you guys seeing this? The ads say that due to cutbacks, music and arts classes are suffering. With all the money they're getting, how can anything be cut back? I think you're starting to understand how the game works, Chuck. Yeah, I don't see those ads. They may be looking for where he is. There shouldn't be any claims of needing money for quite some time. We've never thrown this much money at schools, ever, by far. 
Yeah, yeah. We have a number of interesting uh, China-related emails. I'm not sure we have time for that right now. Uh, although Al Anonymous in China points out uh, a local story. Uh, he has the link about uh, black people being banned from swimming pools in China. In the big cities, allegedly, that's illegal. But in most of China, there's rampant racism against dark-skinned people. This is China that Major League Baseball just signed a streaming deal with. They have slaves, they have racism, they have concentration camps, but China's fine with Major League Baseball, but not Georgia for vague reasons nobody can quite enunciate. And I saw a quote from the global head of Coca-Cola praising the leadership of China for how they've handled the coronavirus, saving the world from what could have been a much worse catastrophe. Good Lord. That was from earlier last year, but still, come on now. Yeah. Glenn in Seattle writes, I know Jack has a more optimistic view than me about the upcoming decisions businesses and sports in Hollywood will have to make re-business with China, but I'm wondering why you think they'd feel any pressure at all. There's barely any reaction when jobs and manufacturing were shipped wholesale there. Businesses will state it's complicated, and uh, blah, blah, blah. The press will support and obfuscate for them in the interest of globalism. Public will do as they're told and be happy that their disposable razors at Walmart are 30 cents cheaper. Concerned voices will resemble Sean Hannity bellowing at the incoming liberal tide and be just as effective. Armstrong and Getty. Reports are the Major League Baseball All-Star Game will be in Denver, Colorado, having moved it out of Georgia, away from Atlanta, because of the restrictive voting laws that Georgia passed that make uh, the hours longer. And Jim Crow on steroids. Uh, anyway, we'll get into that whole controversy a little bit later. Including the delicious fact that in several ways the voting r- rules are more restrictive in Colorado than they are in Georgia. We are through the looking glass, my friends. Uh, Lara Logan, friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, until she got too big for us. But don't worry, I'm over it. I've been dumped before by beautiful women with Pulitzer Prizes. Well, not really, not not often. Anyway, uh, she uh, made the point uh, years ago on the show that 60 Minutes standards were sliding uh, pretty rapidly, uh, as were their uh, desire to be politically neutral or at least fair getting more and more activist. And boy, did they hit a low point last night. I'm sorry, Sunday night. Um, they did a report. Uh, Sharon Alfonsi was the head talking head attempting to take a hatchet hey. to Ron DeSantis. Alfonsi, hey! <laughs> Sit on it. <laughs> Sit on it! <laughs> but that report was not cool, Jack. In fact, it was utterly <laughs> unfair and uh, all sort, virtually everybody involved in the story is now uh, punching back and pointing out how incredibly uh, unfair, unfairly edited it was. How it was clearly a hatchet job against a prominent Republic, Republican who's having a really good run. Now, here's what happened: they were talking about the fact that Publix supermarket, Publix with an X, it's like Latinx. So you don't know if it's Mr. Public or Mrs. Public. It's Publix. Anyway, they uh, they gave uh, Ron DeSantis some, uh, some uh, campaign money, as did all sorts of people. And as it turns out, they got uh, part of the job of handing out vaccines. And that's what uh, Sharon is, is, is driving at here. We'll play, first of all, what aired, carefully edited on 60 Minutes. Sean, 51. 
Publix, as you know, donated $100,000 to your campaign, and then you rewarded them with the exclusive rights to distribute the vaccination in so Palm Beach. So first of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. How, how is that not pay to that, play? That's a fake narrative. I met with the county mayor. I met with the administrator. I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County, and I said, here's some of the options. We can do more drive-through sites. We can give more to hospitals. We can do the Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. But Melissa McKinley, the county commissioner in the Glades, told us the governor never met with her about the public's deal. The criticism is that it's pay to play, Governor. It's wrong. It's, wrong. it's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts. Oh, wow. Dirty politician. He wouldn't even meet with that poor lady that has never really followed up with, uh, followed up on or explained. Here is the part that 60 Minutes carefully snipped out of the report after asking him about Publix being part of the effort. 51. I'm sorry, uh, 52. As we got into January, we wanted to expand the distribution points. So, yes, you had the counties, you had some drive through sites, you had hospitals that were doing a lot, but we wanted to get it into communities more. So we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart, Obviously, CVS and Walgreens had to finish that mission, and we said we're going we're gonna to use you as soon as you're done with that. For the publics, they were the first one to raise their hand, say they were ready to go. And you know what? We did it on a trial basis. I had three counties. I actually showed up that weekend and talked to seniors across four different publics. How was the experience? Is this good? Should you think this is the way to go? And it was 100% positive. Uh, yeah, I, it's a crazy morning, and I'm not criticizing. That clip was edited way too tight by our show, which is a little bit weird. The beginning of that statement was, we began with CVS and Walgreens all over the state, thousands of them, and then we went to the drive through sites and the hospitals and the health clinics and the rest of it, and we were, they were going crazy trying to vaccinate the older folks, and then... A month or two later, when they decided to go broader, get more young people involved, et cetera, et cetera, that's when they approached several other pharmacy chains, supermarket chains, et cetera. Publix has a pharmacy within its supermarkets. And that's when Publix became uh, involved. But CVS edited that out, and they are getting hammered, not just by the governor himself, but by virtually every Democratic politician involved. Uh, let's see, scrolling down. Um, Dave Kerner, the Democratic Palm Beach County mayor, went even further, accusing 60 Minutes of intentionally misleading the country. Quote, the reporting was not just based on bad information. It was intentionally false. I know this because I offered to provide my insight into Palm Beach County's vaccination efforts, and 60 Minutes declined. They know that the governor came to Palm Beach County and met with me and the county administrator, and we asked to expand the state's partnership with Publix to Palm Beach County. Uh, then the director of public health in Florida says... Uh, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Publix was recommended by the Florida Division of Emergency Management and Florida Department of Health as the other pharmacies were not ready to start. Period. Full stop. No one from the governor's office suggested Publix. It's absolute malarkey. So what's the overarching thing here that that, uh, you believe 60 Minutes was trying to damage the current governor of Florida because he's a rising star in the Republican Party? That is what is, a lot of people believe that. Um, I guess that seems so stupid to me. I have a hard time believing it, but among my conservative friends, yeah, that's pretty much the consensus.
Yeah, because I was I was uh, reading, I uh, forget who it was, one of your uh, uh, more mainstream pundits who just follows this sort of stuff, saying certainly getting caught makes it an own goal for CBS because if DeSantis can make it look like, and it seems like it's pretty easy to do, as you've pointed out, make it look like the mainstream media is out to get him, that makes him a hero among Republicans. I mean, that, that, that will elevate him Absolutely. among Republicans. Absolutely. And I'm looking, there was another quote that was particularly bizarre and egregious. Uh, oh, gosh, what have I done with it? Uh, they In the report, they say, and controversially, Ron DeSantis chose to ignore the CDC's uh, guidelines and instead went to vaccinate seniors first. And they implied that seniors are a potent Republican voting block. And that's what he did. That's why he did that. Yeah, well, I, we, we, we talked about that when it was going on in the beginning. Yeah. Florida was getting beaten up for prioritizing seniors as opposed to uh, other equity rules the CDC had. When 80% of the people who die are over 65 and 90% of the people who die are over 50, it was controversial that he inoculated them first. I find this very troubling from a, I like 60 minutes and I want the press to be fair standpoint. Mm-hmm. From a damaging, uh, you know, a Republican star, I think it's going to go exactly the opposite direction they were hoping. You know, I, I appreciate you saying that because I think it's a it's a pretty good point. You know, with the sixty minutes thing, it's just it, it's you know one more example. It's a good old friend that's uh, turned into a bitter mean drunk. The New York Times used to be an astonishing center of journalism, just unbelievable quality and depth and breadth and the rest of it. And now it is what it is. You know, it's a liberal rag, mostly. Yeah, I. Uh, um. Yeah, this uh, Noah Rothman, who writes for what is he with uh, Associated Air Commentary, MSNBC, NBC uh, contributor. So he's an NBC guy. He's the one that says it's clearly an own goal for the people who wanted to bring down DeSantis. This is going to make him more of a star among Republicans and certainly the Trump crowd um, when he can make it clear that the media is out to get him. So, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, give me one more... uh... One more little bit of love. For some reason, the sound sheet printed out in like a two-point font. Uh, yeah, give us 53, Sean. Lost in this is, this is we vaccinated now three and a half million senior citizens. We were the first state to say we're doing seniors first. We're not going to follow the CDC's recommendation. And what we have done has worked. And they didn't want to discuss that. And obviously, they selectively edited the background. They tried to act like there was a conspiracy with Publix, ignoring the fact that other pharmacies were involved before Publix, doing all our long-term care facilities, and ignoring the fact that I met with the county mayor, who's now is a Democrat, who said what, what uh, 60 Minutes has done is bunk. Uh, but the, Palm Beach calculated 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a Publix. So when we put it in there... Their numbers started going through the roof, so it succeeded there. And then I finally found what I was looking for. This is, uh, and maybe we'll dig up the tape later, but Sharon Alfonsi on 60 Minutes says of the uh, the senior thing, Florida's rollout started pretty typically. The first doses were given to healthcare workers and nursing home residents in early December. But then, a few weeks later, Governor Ron DeSantis, breaking from CDC guidelines, announced he would not vaccinate teachers and essential workers next, but instead put seniors first, making anyone 65 and over eligible for the vaccine. The first, The first in the country to do that. Now, listen to this sentence. DeSantis said seniors were at higher, highest risk. 
DeSantis said seniors are at highest risk. Again, 95% of fatalities have been among those over 50. Who would you vaccinate? Wow. Um, we'll follow that more. We'll have more on that later in the show. Uh, we also have get ready for your 170th birthday. I'm which not is ready for it. An interesting story. Uh, new polls out on the president's handling of the border. They're quite low. No bueno. Only, I think, 8%. I'll have to check that number. It's pretty low of uh, ESPN brackets had Baylor winning the tournament. So huh. uh, not very many people thought Baylor was. They, they were the, crowned the national champions last night by, by a lot. It was never even close. Man. A friend of mine wagered a bit of coin on that game and won substantially and won't stop crowing about it. Oh, I really? F- fate doesn't like that. Fate is, uh, is a jealous lover or something or other. Settle down. I wish I wouldn't have missed uh, UCLA-Gonzaga from Sunday night, considered one Ooh. of the great games in NCAA tournament history as an 11 almost beat a one seed. But the Zags came into the final game emotionally run out, wrung out, Jack, tired, flat-footed after their Rest big win. Rest or rust? No, 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 no. <laughs> That's big not win in Shemi emotionally exhausted them, not rest or rust. So that's that's bad color commentary. <laughs> um, whoops! That's my old baseball voice. That's not a good basketball voice. <laughs> not at all. And uh, is oh, you know who's a good basketball voice? Paul Pierce. We ought to talk about that story. <laughs> Paul Pierce, NBA legend and ESPN commentator, who released a video of him partying like it's 1999. He's, he's at least still one of those things. We have to uh, we have to talk about that. Yeah, he got fired. Um, uh, also, is Clarence Thomas a white supremacist? Some people are claiming he is. <laughs> of course, they are. Descendant of slaves, actual slaves. But uh, is is Clarence Thomas the the right wing justice in the Supreme Court? Black man, uh, a white supremacist. We'll get into that also. Well, it's a, it's odd bedfellows. It would be uh, it would be confusing if he were. But uh, again, that whole 170th birthday that's going to perk you up today. That's the thing that's going to make you excited. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. story we could all use right now. Some good news was just announced for Russian President Vladimir Putin. Listen to this. Russian President Vladimir Putin named Russia's hottest man of the year. Of all the options across Russia, a survey found vast majority of people want a man like him. (laughs) The survey was taken by 2,000 Russians, all while Putin stood directly behind them licking a machete. Go ahead, vote. <laughs> machete liquor. <laughs> Licking a machete. Well, that's what I tweeted. Yeah, yeah. If you don't vote for him as sexiest man, you fall out of a window. So of course you vote for him as sexiest man. You know, I was just reading that the uh, Russian rubber stamp, the parliament or whatever they call it, just uh, voted to allow Putin to serve a few more terms. All right. <laughs> whatever. They amended I'm... their constitution, right. which I think is written on a dry erase board. Um, I mentioned earlier I've been under the weather for a while now, and I came across two different articles saying this, and this is the exact dilemma I am in. Millions of Americans across the country are wondering, do I have COVID, 
allergies or post-vaccine symptoms. So many people are getting the vaccine right now, three million a day. It's allergy season everywhere. And of course, COVID is, COVID is about and growing in some states. So well, inconceivably, and, you could get a cold, too. And all three of them have roughly the same symptoms. Oh, yeah, and you could get a cold. You don't hear much about colds. But, uh, yeah, allergies are its the worst time of the year for allergies. More people than ever are getting uh, the vaccine and having the reactions. And, of course, COVID's out there. It's really pretty hard to tell. I got a COVID test uh, yesterday. I haven't gotten the results yet. But I assume it's just, I don't know, maybe I have a combination allergies and a little bit from the vaccine. I don't know. Right. And with all due respect to the souls we've lost during this thing, the vast majority of people who get the COVID just feel mildly crappy for a few days. Right. Um, to the border. We'll talk more about this later. Uh, latest AP poll, 24% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the border. And I don't know what those 24%, <laughs> what their standards are exactly. Not high. We'll get into some of the numbers later. It's just astounding. I don't know how they're going to end up uh, working this out. Two Yemeni men that were on FB, the FBI's terror watch list were arrested at the southern border. It came out yesterday. 33 and 26-year-old uh, Yemeni dudes that weren't supposed to be traveling around because the FBI believes they could be terrorists or something. The older man was found with a mobile phone SIM card tucked inside his shoe. I'm sure that was for only good use. That's odd behavior. But um, So, yeah, still got that story. And like I said, we'll get into more of the details coming up a little bit later. And this one's kind of exciting to me. There's a new book out called Ageless. Ageless. Why am I whistling when I talk, Pooh? <laughs> Say, Pooh. <laughs> um, yeah. Ageless, the new science of getting older without getting old. We've talked about this many times over the years. I look forward to checking out this book. Um researchers in this field are getting closer than they've ever been before to being able to halt or even reverse the aging process. Halting, I get. Reversing, I'm not exactly sure. They're going to have a Benjamin Button, Brad Pitt thing going on where all of a sudden you're a baby. Boy, I hope it works in all regards, you know. I don't want to be a 26-year-old with arthritis or what have you. And again, the headline was looking forward to your 170th birthday in I this article. It. No, see, everybody, you would go insane. Human beings are not built to live that long. Too much change. The result of this ambitious undertaking is to pry apart for the first time in human history two things that have always gone together, the length of time that you've been on Earth and the condition of your minds and bodies. Our chronological age would no longer be the defining number by which we live our lives. The, the, The scientists don't believe there's any particular reason that we have to age. We should be able to halt the aging process of cells. Hmm. And uh, what, what I've never understood, and I got to read the book. I've never understood. Do you do you wait till you're like 25 and then get the shot or the oh or oh, whatever? Would that it were because you don't want to <laughs> stop aging at eight. <laughs> you don't want to be too short to reach the pedals the rest of your life. That'd be or, a little weird. Or, or have a high squeaky voice as a boy. Um, well, yeah, at what point does it kick in? Well, that's what I, I've never understood, and I've never heard it. To me, that's question one, and I've never heard anybody even get into it. And if you if you do it at, at age 60, are you 60 for the rest of your life? Nobody particularly would choose that. Well, and, you know, roundabout when I'm showing up for work for the 130th year, <laughs> uh, you try to keep the pistol out of my mouth. Sorry to be dark, but come on. I don't know. It would be difficult to deal with the mental aspect of it. I mean, because the, the, especially like the pace of change lately is just so bewildering, and it's making a lot of people crazy. 
I mean, if you if you were 170, if you had lived through the Civil War and industrialization and moving from horses to cars and all those things and telephones and electricity and and then and then going through everything that's going on now, yeah, you'd go nuts. Well, and if practically nobody croaks, there would have to be complete radical changes to the reproductive rate, at least for a while. You'd have to get a permit, a government permit, to have a baby. I think we'd have to outlaw having children. We just... Oh, that doesn't sound the least bit dystopian. Well, you'd end up with too many people pretty quickly, I think, if people didn't die. Imagine how crazed we would be about protecting our lives if you could never die. Yeah. I wish I was a more ambitious man. I would write the science fiction story. It's probably been written before about how terrifying this idea is. It's not awe-inspiring. It's terrifying. Well, right. I don't know if the book gets into it, but the review presented none of the downside. And maybe it's just my own you know, negative personality. All I could think of was downside as I was reading the review of this book. And they didn't even dabble in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you, you probably are young and vital. You're feeling great. You're about 145 years old. And then the government comes and put... You know, the, the zaps you. They take you out. So Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Georgia at the Boo. president's behest. Boo. Why? Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.